This is a Career Channel program from UC San Diego Extension. Visit us at uctv.tv slash careers for videos, employment news, and trend articles to help recent college graduates and those in career transition bridge to better employment. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Career Channel. We're um, real excited. This is a very timely program today because I'm not sure when you'll be viewing this, but most of us are in the middle of a pandemic with uh, coronavirus, and it's really having a serious effect on jobs and employment and, and companies that are closing down. My guest today is um, Heather Whitley, who is the chair of SHRM, which is the Society of Human Resource Managers here for San Diego, and coincidentally is also the, the uh, HR director for Manpower West, the company I'm with. So Heather is living and breathing this from the employer's point of view and the employee's point of view. Heather, give us a little input on what the immediate impacts of the virus have been uh, on employers in San Diego and across the nation. I think for employers, the immediate, most immediate impact is concern, concern for their employees trying to make sure that their current employees stay safe and that practices are implemented in the workplace to stop the spread of the virus and to keep their business afloat. And they're really having a tug of war here because they want to keep their business open, especially if they're essential or that gray area and want to be essential. And um, yet they don't want to endanger their employees. So management is really torn between do I have people work remote? But I need to make a product, right? I'm manufacturing something. If people can't do that from, from home, how, how do you suggest they balance that? How does management and especially HR, who makes the recommendation for what happens, how do you balance those two things? Well, I think the most immediate thing is to assess which positions can work from home. A lot of co- positions in a lot of companies, they don't, they don't have that as a practice, but there are usually people in the organization who can work remotely with ease. Uh, they're usually exempt, not, I'm sorry, exempt level employees um, who already have company assigned equipment like laptops and cell phones um, and who could work at least several days a week remotely. And I think that was the first assessment to allow those individuals to do so, thereby lessening the number of people in your workplace that are in your physical workplace and lessening the probability of spread and also being able to practice social distancing. Yeah, which is really important because if, if half are working remotely, that certainly frees up space to at least have the social distancing uh, part of it. But if you're, and if, if you're HR and you're advising a manufacturing company who only 10% of the employees can work remote, and in fact, probably if you're not manufacturing any product, nobody needs to work. To work. What advice should they use? Are there a couple of things that are deciding factors? If they're in that gray area of your essential or not, should you be manufacturing or not? Employers, especially those in the essential categories who have employees that are performing essential work, whether or not their industry is essential, have found things like shifts. I've been really creative about splitting shifts, allowing half their staff to work one shift and half their staff to work a different shift, thereby, again, lessening the number of employees in the workspace. And this particularly came into play with the school closures. I think there was another bit of panic when the school closures were announced 
and people were really feeling that and employees were really concerned about how they were going to address their child care needs. At least in our company, we found that child care was a, a dominant factor of working remote or not. But let, let's sort of talk about a little more positive uh, note here. What long-term changes do you see in the HR world and in the working world as a result of this? I mean, we've all tried some new ideas that have worked really well. What, what are some of those that, that might well, be carried on long-term? Well, I think the whole um, workplace flexibility is, we're really testing that out and trying that now in places where it commonly hadn't been practiced. And I think we're getting smarter about how to manage remote teams. We're learning how to do that. We're learning how to keep employees engaged who don't necessarily have the, the pleasure of each other's company as we normally would in real time. I think we're getting smarter about communication, about the importance to engage people and to make, to make work interesting and enjoyable even when we can't be together all the time. And I think that's, that's a fantastic um, place for organizations to be. And that's an amazing skill for employers to learn and managers particularly. Yeah, I think another one that we'll see a lot more of is remote interviewing. Yes. Being an HR company, we used to want everybody to come in and we wanted to see them and meet them and shake their, literally shake their hands um, before we thought about offering them a, a job. And now with technology, which is what we're using today because of social distancing, um, we're seeing a lot of success in, in every company with remote interviewing, which means I'll use Zoom to, to talk to you and meet you. Um, don't you think that'll be continuing? I think there's going to be a lot more of that. I think we're getting, we're learning how to do it. I think people are going to be better at being interviewees because of this experience and managers, hiring managers are going to be better at conducting interviews and they're going to enjoy it as much as in-person interviewing. Yeah. And think of the time and traffic and carbon footprint it saves that you, there's one drive you don't have to make and timing in the lobby and, um, and what, what I'm understanding is really successful is doing Zoom for the first five minutes is sort of nice to meet you, da da da, and then getting off the computer and onto the phone because now you're talking about work experiences and those sort of things. That, but but at least I feel like I know you um, a lot better. So there are positives coming out of this and long-term trends. They're very painful to learn, but um, but they are happening. But let's sort of go to the other side now. What industries are hurt the hardest? Obviously, our restaurants and bars and our hospitality industry has been really hurt by this. Um, other places, other industries might include ed our educators, our education system. Um, those are the ones that I can think of offhand that are really suffering. Yeah, we're hearing about huge convention center hotels closing. I mean, like 1,200 rooms each and just closing up because they had 1% occupancy or 10% occupancy. And it's so expensive to keep those buildings going. Um, any prognosis of how much longer you think this will last? Any sort of HR crystal ball? I think we've got another, at least another month of, of stay, of, of quarantining and, and working from home and and separating ourselves for a while. I think we're going to see that for probably another month before we are back to 
any anything resembling normal. Yeah, there's an article this morning in the um, Union Tribune um, from the Sandia Workforce Partnership talking about 350,000 jobs disappearing. Um, I, I'm a little more Pollyanna. Um, again, on an, on a positive note, I when our state government or federal government or county or city, I don't know what level, says, hey guys, uh, the bubble is burst, it's okay to come back. What advice do we have for employees who have been out of work for the last four or five weeks? Um, hope their job is still there, wait for the phone call. What, what advice do you give workers? I tell workers to stay connected to their places of employment, to their teams and to their um, co-workers and things of that nature. To make sure they're understanding what's happening with their organizations. I say they reach out for resources that are available, uh, connecting with EDD if unemployment insurance is an option for them. Things that can allay your anxiety from, on a day-to-day -day basis. It's also a great time for upskilling. So if you've always wanted to learn something, now's an opportunity with all, the, with all the materials and resources on YouTube and on the internet at large, and we know Manpower offers um, skill upskilling for its own associates and employees um, where they can learn from home and perhaps take courses that prepare them for certification tests or be become better users of Microsoft Word and Excel and Microsoft Outlook. Um, now's a great time to do that if they have the time on their, in, on, in their hands to do so. And I think that's where the, the workforce partnership and the career centers who are closed because of social distancing, but have a lot of online education that, that people can take advantage of. Uh, on the flip side, my son owns an executive search firm. And um, we've been talking a lot lately. And his, his Pollyanna moment is this is a great time to look for another job. Yes. You're very available. Right, remote interviewing. Um, if you're thinking, you know, I don't know that I want him to call me back. I didn't like that job, or it was dead end, or I didn't like a whole list of reasons not to come back. This is the time to be thinking about should I make a change? And if I do, what do I want to do? And so, uh, lots of resources out there. But it's also a time to start accepting the phone calls from search firms. Um, because as Trevor said, they're very available. Everybody I call is, is at home, anxious to talk to me, or anybody, to, you know. <laughs> I don't think it's just Absolutely. them. They're anxious to talk to anybody. And they're interested, and then you can pique their interest on making a, a job move. So there's a little positive there. So if you're really excited about your company and the company you're going back to, stay in touch with them. Let them know you're, you're pacing, you're waiting to come back. Um, I think companies might bring people back in waves. I'm not sure it's going to be, okay, 8 o'clock every morning, all 13,000 people show up at Qualcomm, right? I, that could be a little crazy. So it may come back in waves, but, but making sure that, the company you're working for that you want to come back, you're anxious to come back. Is there good talk to your boss if you can get a hold of them? Is there things I should be learning? Is there something online that I could use my time to make me a better employee? Um, is a great way to use your time and make some points with your employer, right? 
Absolutely. And the other piece of that is that businesses are really just starting to get their legs under them with regard to the pandemic and how to operate and how to make sure employees are safe. And once they've gotten that down, their attention is going to go back to those open positions. Right now, a lot of organizations are not accepting visitors. And so there's a lot of pieces that are um, hindering applicants that are in process from beginning their new roles. But I think in the next couple of weeks, the, the protect the employees that we currently have, they're gonna, uh, they're gonna have a grasp on that and they're gonna look for creative ways that they can start putting new people in the pipeline for roles that they've been looking to fill. We still have a talent shortage in a lot of key roles. And I think in a lot of businesses, especially the lower level, people will wander off and get another job. You know, they'll target hiring a hundred thousand, Amazon's a hundred thousand, you know, grocery stores are three. I mean, these, these huge chunks of numbers that are hiring right now, those companies are going to be thrilled to have you join them now. And um, the ones they're impressed with, they'll keep. And the ones that were not impressive, they'll let go. So this may be a time to put your toe in the water of another industry um, to test it. Plus, earn money, which is always very valuable, of course. And if you don't like the business, hey, I was a temp, right? I'm going back to my own my own company. I think we'll also see, we're hearing a lot about childcare working from home, that a lot of people will say, you know what? I want a job, I can work from home long-term. This is, this has been a wonderful family experience and it's worked out great for our family. And I don't wanna go back to, a, call center, for example, I want to work from home and employer either, how can we make this work because it worked for a month and make it work long-term or I'm going to look for something that I can work from home. So there may be openings that we're very surprised about when we do start calling people back. And I think it's interesting. I think we're going to see a lot of that people looking for how, how to make work, work from home and workplace flexibility a more common occurrence in our communities. And I think people are going to take a look at those essential industries and take and, and perhaps express some interest in those. I think that's what's been brought to the forefront. What does a community need to keep running, especially even in times of crises? Um, and if anybody has ever been interested in medical manufacturing, <laughs> now's, now's your time. Now's your Follows opportunity. Now. Yes. We're working in a grocery store or a retail yes. store. Remember we talked about retail is dead, everything's online. Well, Amazon is very busy, but people are going to stores and they're buying things. So I think we're going to see a, a revival of people. You know, this is kind of nice to touch things when you buy them and, and all that sort of I stuff. I agree. So, I mean, you know, being a Pollyanna, we do want to make lemonade out of lemons, but there are a lot of people that are, that are struggling out there. And there's lots of new services that used to be a one week waiting period for unemployment that has been waived. So unemployment becomes effective right now. Um, watch out for your family, do, do what you need to do. Use this time productively, either by getting a short term job or continuing an education, as you said, and learn something new. Um, it will be very impressive during an interview to say, what did you do over the last four weeks? And I got another job or I, took four courses online and it really shows initiative like you're the kind of person we want to hire instead of oh, I loved it you know I just I was gonna say laid laid by the beach but 
that's not happening today. We're discouraging that right now. You know, yeah, I just goofed off is not impressive. So use this time productively if you if you possibly can. Any words of wisdom for HR managers out there that are watching this and going, you're the pro lady, tell me what the answers are. I would recommend I would recommend that HR managers use this time because to prepare themselves for what their employees are going to say when this is done, what they're going to be looking for and their work experiences when this is over. Because I think that's going to change. I think you're very right about the flexibility, the employees wanting more flexibility and being able to be productive um, without having to be at their desks. And they're going to be looking for creative ways to continue that experience. I I thought it was very interesting. Uh, The daughter of uh, the co-owner of Manpower lives in Madrid and and they did uh, remote working much sooner than the United States did. And she says, yes, I get my eight hours of work in, but it takes me 12 hours to get eight hours in because she has childcare. And that, that makes sense. You know, we don't, we think of jobs as being, you start at eight and you end at five. And you have lunch from 12 to one. If you're working from home, there's a little more flexibility. You don't have to get up. You don't have to commute. You don't have to get dressed as much as you would to go to work. But know that it takes 7 a.m., 7 p.m. to get your productivity and that you were talking about. And that will impress employers because when you're one of those people that says, hey, I like working from home or I like, I want to do it three days a week or something and save on childcare or just be with my kids more often, it's going to be the ones who are productive during this time frame that are going to be approved to do that. And that's a key word. So don't think I only have eight to five. Most of our jobs, there's a lot of work we can do outside of that to prove to our business uh, owner that we're doing our eight hours of work that we're getting, we're getting paid for. Absolutely, it's a lot like being self-employed. Everybody wants to do it. And then when they try it, they, they find out how much self-discipline it takes to actually get results. Um, and I think a lot of employees who thought that working from home was a cakewalk are finding that it does take a degree of self-discipline and scheduling and, and organization to be productive and, and drive results as yeah. well. Heather, thank you very much. Um, I hope this passes sooner than we think. I hope we're, we're getting back to programs that are less about what to do when you're laid off and more about proactive uh, innovations in the San Diego community. Appreciate your time. Sherm's doing a wonderful job, and I'm sure their website has lots of, of tips on it, too. Thank you very much for joining us. We look forward to having you join us on other programs, and we'll get back to more innovative, exciting things going on in San Diego once we get through this period. Thanks for joining us.